Hey, people, I've got a really great show for you guys today that's all about breath work and cold exposure. But I got to give you a quick warning slash disclaimer before we get into it. Never attempt the kind of breathing exercises we will be discussing today in water or before gaining proper training experience in water. Do not use the Wim Hof method without proper supervision. Cold exposure requires gradual buildup and shallow water blackouts can be fatal. If you listen to my podcast on free diving with Tank Sade and Adam Skolnick, then you know just how dangerous it can be. Now with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Anybody is able to tap into his system to uh, regain control over his hormonal systems, immune systems, making them, guaranteeing them healthiness, happiness, and strength. Mm -hmm. And that's only... You know, it's constituting in three words, but actually it's love. I love everybody because life is for love. Your know, life is great and it's every moment. That's Wim Hof, AKA the Iceman. And this is the Rich Roll Podcast. Greetings. How's everybody doing? My name is Rich Roll. I'm your host. Welcome to the Rich Roll Podcast, the show where each week I sit down with a paradigm-breaking thought leader, experts across all categories of health, wellness, diet, nutrition, fitness, spirituality, mindfulness, meditation, entrepreneurship, creativity. And the reason I do this is to help all of us forge a better path towards unlocking and unleashing our best, most authentic selves. That's the goal. Okay. Crazy pumped to have the one and only Wim Hof, the Iceman, on the show today. Uh, this is an interview that I have wanted to make happen for a very long time. Uh, after seeing uh, the spectacular documentary on Vice, uh, Vice did an incredible, like, sort of 20 minute piece on him that was just captivating. And then hearing more about his incredible story on Joe Rogan's podcast and Tim Ferriss's podcast and my friend Rhonda Patrick's podcast. And I'm just delighted that he made a point of coming by our home on his recent visit to LA from his home in Amsterdam to sit down and talk with me. And I got a whole bunch more I wanna say about Wim and what to expect in this interview, but first. We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices. It's a real problem, a problem I'm now happy and proud to share has been solved by the people at recovery.com who created an online support portal designed to guide, to support and empower you to find the ideal level of care tailored to your personal needs. They've partnered with the best global behavioral health providers to cover the full spectrum of behavioral health disorders, including substance use disorders, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, gambling addictions, and more. Navigating their site is simple. Search by insurance coverage, location, treatment type, you name it. 
Plus, you can read reviews from former patients to help you decide. Whether you're a busy exec, a parent of a struggling teen, or battling addiction yourself, I feel you. I empathize with you. I really do. And they have treatment options for you. Life in recovery is wonderful, and recovery.com is your partner in starting that journey. When you or a loved one need help, go to recovery.com and take the first step towards recovery. To find the best treatment option for you or a loved one, again, go to recovery.com. What is the meaning of life? What happens when we die? What is our purpose here? If like me, you ponder these delicious existential questions, I have got just the thing for you. It's called Soul Boom. It's a podcast hosted by everyone's favorite best friend and my friend, the deep thinking and deeply hilarious Rain Wilson, where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. You are listening to this podcast because you care about improving your health and your well being. But this quest is incomplete if you have yet to add my friend Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better, Live More podcast into your listening quiver. An RRP favorite and someone I'm personally quick to call when I'm in need of good advice. From nutrition to mindset, fitness, and relationships, each episode is packed with the tools you need to become the architect of your health. Subscribe to Feel Better, Live More, available wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. All right, you guys, today's guest, Wim Hof, AKA the Iceman. If you've never heard of this guy before, you are in for a treat. He is a character bar none, certainly unlike anybody I've ever met before, let alone anybody I've ever had on the show before. Uh, But if you're new to him, he is a Dutch world record holder. He's an adventurer, kind of a daredevil, best known for his ability to withstand extreme cold. But to me, perhaps more significant and interesting is his experimentation and experience with specific and teachable breathing techniques. It's something he's canonized as the Wim Hof method. And this is a method that he'll tell you holds the potential to unlock basically human superpowers that include not only temperature tolerance, but also control over your autoimmune response, uh, over your immune system. It's actually incredible. And this may sound crazy or far-fetched, but get a grip on some of the crazy things this guy has done. Uh, In 2007, he climbed past the death zone altitude on Mount Everest. He didn't get all the way to the summit, but he got almost to the summit wearing nothing but shorts, not even a t-shirt, no oxygen assistance, nothing. Just think about that for a minute. In 2009, he ran a full marathon in Finland above the polar circle in negative four degrees Fahrenheit temperatures. He did it barefoot, dressed in nothing but shorts, again, no t-shirt, It's crazy, right? He has the Guinness World Record for the longest ice bath, one hour and 53 minutes. Uh, In 2011, he ran a full marathon in the Namib Desert, so he can tolerate heat as well as cold. And here's something really fascinating. Also in 2011, he allowed himself to be injected with an endotoxin under doctor supervision. And leveraging his breathing techniques and meditation, he was able to control his autonomic immune response. Essentially what I'm saying is that he prevented himself from getting sick. 
He got injected with a poison that would make anybody sick. The guy did not get sick. It's crazy, right? Beyond that, and for the last 30 years, he's, uh, he's a vegetarian. He never eats food before 6 p.m. All of this is seemingly insane. But what makes Wim really unique is that he has invited the scientific community to study him and his methods. Everything's documented. And the fascinating thing about all of this is that uh, Wim will tell you that he's nothing special, that all of his methods are not only replicable, but teachable, that anybody can do it. Uh, case in point, in just four days of instruction, he had a group of students injected with the same toxin. He took them through his program, the Wim Hof Method, and under doctor supervision, uh, these, these students were injected with the same toxin that he was injected with. Not one of them got sick. Not one of them got sick. It's crazy, right? And he now routinely takes groups of people he has instructed on his method, most of which you would characterize as non-athletes, up to Summit Kilimanjaro in nothing but shorts. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Uh, he's an absolutely fascinating guy. He's got charm and charisma for miles. But this conversation is less about human biology than it is about belief systems, about human potential, about our inner dormant abilities. It's about yoga. It's about the nature of consciousness and about the ever-expanding event horizon of human potential that should push and challenge and nudge you and me and everyone out of our collective comfort zones to call into question how we all unnecessarily limit ourselves every single day. So sit back, take a deep breath, and prepare for one of the most compelling and unique conversations I've ever had. <laughs> Excellent. All right, man. So we got to just be a little bit up on the mics, like a little close, and then we're good. You ready to go? Yes. Let's rock it. Rock it. Yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you. How long are you here for? Uh, a whole week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm meeting all kinds of people uh, and uh, Red Bull, and uh, we're gonna do, uh, uh, you know, the top athletes, uh -huh. the extreme uh, athletes. I'm gonna uh, train them a day oh, yeah? in June through the Red Bull performance yes. team thing. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like a half a billion uh, viewers. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing, and uh, this morning we had talks with the uh, Warner Br uh, Brothers. They want to do a series. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, the Iceman. Yeah, man. TV, he come to TV. Yeah, yeah, blown yeah. up. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... you were just with uh, David Blaine this morning. Uh, that was yesterday. Oh, yesterday. And uh, he's trying to figure out your we... secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's no illusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the difference, right? It's. Uh, Had you but... met him before? No, no, no. But uh, he, he told me you were studying me already for ten years. Oh wow! So finally, we come together and uh, and it directly hit off, uh, right? And uh, I think uh, we are gonna do uh, uh, two world records in um, in September. So, like collaborating on a project, or you guys yes. are going to both like go at each other, like no, no, competing. no, 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 not competing. Uh -huh. Though I, you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Can but, you say are you're so you're trying to conceptualize some kind of uh, challenge or something? Kilimanjaro. Like we're going to climb Kilimanjaro in shorts. Uh huh. In but that's uh, nothing for abs you. absolute uh, record time. Oh, I see. For speed. you know, fast for speed. Yeah. Yeah, speed. No acclimatization. Uh huh. Go direct right. to the top. I like it. 
Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, you must because yeah. you are, uh, you have been there too. Right. You know, mountains and nature and all that. You got to connect, man. And uh, yes. And the other one is the North Pole swimming four times this swimming pool of yours. Oh, yeah. A hundred yeah. yards yes. swimming at the North Pole. Yeah. No, uh, no wetsuit, of course. No wetsuit. Totally no. naked. Yes, sir. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. That's fantastic. We love nature. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, this has been, uh, I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. Thank you for coming to my home. We have lots of friends and mutual acquaintances. Uh, and so I've spent plenty of time listening to you from my friend's podcast, Rhonda, uh, Joe Rogan, oh, to, yeah. you know, I know they're to, great. All these people, um, Ray Cronice is a friend of mine. Huh? You know, so lots of lots of people in common. So much a lot of excitement about us talking. So very cool. And in kind of like taking a, a you know a bird's eye glance of everything that you're doing, I thought an interesting point to kind of embark upon is just this this idea that I had that that um, that is reflective of your work, which is. We're all like sort of modern culture. We're all trying to control our external environment. You know, it's all about the house that we live in or the car that we drive. And it's about comfort and security. And if you can afford it, luxury. We're trying to control the people in our lives, which never works. And this leads to frustration and depression. And we're not really tapped into the idea that we can actually control our internal environment. We sort of um, believe that that is outside of our mandate. And if there's something wrong with us, we'll take a pill or go to a doctor. But it eludes us that we can actually exert some level of domain over that. And, and your work really demonstrates that that is focusing on that and developing that and cultivating that is the true kind of actual path towards happiness, satisfaction, and, and living a healthy, happy life. Yes. Is that, is that accurate? Uh, yeah, that's absolutely uh, accurate. And the, it is in the universitarian books now. Mm -hmm. So they changed uh, the books uh, are talking about the, uh, chapter 22, biology now, saying the, the Iceman. But it's not about the Iceman, it's about a comparative study wherein we have shown 100% score that everybody uh, within a, a couple of days is able after awakening their uh, inner abilities mm -hmm. uh, making a brain body connection right like mother nature amended to be that we are able to tap into the endocrine systems and the immune systems far better far better and the endocrine system is all about the hormones they they saw people lying in bed uh, producing more uh, adrenaline that's the uh, stress hormone mm -hmm. in a control, absolute controlled way, in an easy, they felt a little bit high and nice, but they were producing more adrenaline than somebody going into its first bunker jump. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, about and traditionally, just to like put a pin in that, that traditionally or conventional wisdom is that a human being can't control their auto you know, autonomous nervous system. That's why it's called the autonomous nervous system. It's anchored in the primitive brain. This is your fight or flight response. And, and it's outside of your sort of conscious control. Yeah, and, and, and it is logic uh, that it is. Uh, it's like a muscle, a non-trained muscle. It's there, but never has been stimulated because we always choose for the comfort. Right. 
And, and there is, you know, a tradition of sadhus dating back thousands of years, you know, with all these sort of anecdotal stories of amazing things that they can and, and could do. I mean, I remember as a kid watching a television show in the United States called That's Incredible, and there was the Yogi Kudu, and he would fold himself into a tiny lucite box, and they would put it at the bottom of a swimming pool. He would slow his heart rate, and he would be down there for an interminable length of time. And then you hear about these, you know, guys meditating in the caves of the Himalayas and they don't eat anymore and they've been doing it for months and they they seem to have control over their metabolic rate, their metabolic systems on some level. And yet we kind of scoff at that and say, well, you know, who, that's just stories that didn't really happen. But I think your work and what you've demonstrated, you're kind of a modern day incarnation of that. But the difference is that you have, um, you've caught the attention of not only the mainstream public, but the scientific community who's began to study you and verify these results. And I think that that really is a game changer. It really makes people look at what's happening in a very, very different, unique and compelling way. It, it is so, and uh, studies are uh, ongoing. Uh, and it started like two and a half years ago, showing that the autonomic nervous system can be influenced, that in relationship to the immune systems, endocrine systems. And anybody can do it that has changed the scope already but yet it is not implemented in our thinking infrastructure the way we uh, handle things in the world because a whole industries working upon our health by pills and food and and all that and it's making money and the uh, power is over there. We and don't want to upset that. Uh, well, I, I'm not upset. I, I'm just, uh, I'm not anti-industry and all that. Absolutely not. But I'm pro-human. And uh, 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 humans, they uh, finally always go for uh, development. And mm -hmm. uh, what we have shown is something very effective, very accessible. Uh, for anybody to uh, uh, to take on and yeah we got it scientifically uh, endorsed so there is no speculation about it well let's uh let's define what it is exactly that we're talking about right like what is the Wim Hof method and then I want to get into the origin story but let's at least talk about you know what it what it is that you know we're referencing here yes uh, <clears throat> what they saw with the breathing techniques within a hospital that uh, if we raise uh, the pH levels within our body, say within 20 minutes, and we have proven this in scientific studies already, uh, to go far up and controlled, then we do not need to breathe for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because the breathing uh, begins when you become acidic, carbon dioxide, and that's the trigger to breathe again. Once you get the pH levels up, your body is very uh, able to function. And uh, as it is able to function, then we are able to manipulate uh, by not taking oxygen inside uh, ourselves anymore. Then after one and a half minute without uh, oxygen or air in the, in the lungs, yet with the pH levels right on, um, the oxygen parameter in the brainstem is alerted because there is no oxygen anymore, mm -hmm. but there is no need for it. Uh, here comes the interesting part then. 
it, it goes down to 90 from 100 percent to 90 80 70. What, what's at 100 what goes down a saturation of the uh, a saturation of oxygen, the, uh, the oxygen in the blood level in the blood okay gotcha yes it really goes down and uh, it goes dramatically down it can be gone down where the measurements of nowadays are just sh being shut down that, that's 30 percent people normally die at 40 50 percent uh, uh, but because we are our pH levels are right, nothing is going on. Yeah, you feel great, a little bit high. Mm -hmm. But uh, because there is no oxygen and we got in the, into the brainstem consciously, we, uh, this is what mammals not can do. We do it consciously, consciously manipulating by uh, breathing techniques. Then uh, the adrenaline shoots out through the body in a in a in a flash bang and uh, you get into the best of functionality and all the systems work the way nature meant it to be interesting and the technique is really a sort of version of pranayama like it's just it's deep inhales and then releasing right uh, there, how does it work? there's an equivalent uh, in the in the yogic uh, tradition in the pranayama uh, tra tradition about kumbhaka yoga mm -hmm. You have the uh, the Bahia Satya Kumbhaka, which is retenting from uh, breathing after inhalation or after exhalation, and then you have Kevala Kumbhaka, which is retenting from breath, like you said in the beginning about this uh, Dugu Kudu oh, the, person, the Yogi Kudu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yoga Kudu, and he uh, was then uh, staying under. And that's Kevala, but it takes years of practice. Years of practice. And this, what we do, is showing scientifically not only that everybody is able to go into the autonomic nervous system, which normally takes years right. of practice. Right. Years and years. And no, you can do it in 20 minutes. 20 minutes without, because it's, it's basically, it doesn't require any thought, right? You just do this and this is what happens. Exactly what, what it also is, you, your brain shuts down. I mean, the upper part, the thinking part really has been shut down. You get into the limbic system, the mammalian brain, and you just feel, mm -hmm. that's it. And it's because of this brain, of these brain, what do I say, breathing technique, the 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 blood flow gets into the deeper parts of the brain and it feels great mm -hmm. well i feel like in in our culture we're all up in our thinking brain all the time and we forget that there is the primitive brain there it goes unattended to and and you're kind of flipping it and saying we need to focus on the primitive brain and shut down the thinking brain and i wish i could it's like meditation all these techniques they're all designed to quiet that chatter of the thinking mind yes uh, <clears throat> This one is shutting down that part of the brain, the unnecessary part of it, the unnecessary functionality of it, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, not being able to shut it down and to feel, just feel. Uh, uh, normally it takes very deep meditation to get there. Now, uh, with this breathing technique, it, it has been done, say, four minutes. Uh -huh. You get into this state, into the deeper parts of the brain, uh, up till the brain stem. And the brain stem is even deeper. That's the reptilian brain. So, uh, And where does it flip into 
one's ability to then it's interesting control. i i get to i i feel we are going into the core yeah, yeah all right we'll go for it yes yes so yeah like where where is the part where you then are exerting some control over your you know endocrine functions and your hormone you know your hormonal functions and and your immune response like how does that like explain how that actually transpires wow yeah uh, well, uh, once again what we do is conscious breathing is what mammals not are uh, able to do except for the dolphins <laughs> right yes and uh, <clears throat> the rest of the animals they cannot do this but we can do this and so if we do this then we just tap into the deepest part of the brain and that's where the pineal gland uh, hypothalamus hippocampus amygdala pituitary gland all they are all there we could not get there that's the hormonal mechanism mm -hmm. that's the center the directive the directives and uh, now we are able to tap in and neurologically uh, make new patterns toward it in order for a uh, uh, after practicing uh, some some time a couple of weeks maybe some months depends on the intensity of your training that you grasp you you are the one who is able to influence in that what creates mood health and strength mm -hmm. and it has been shown that it influences into the dna how to explain that aspect of it there is a, a station in the dna which, which is called nuclear factor kappa b and it co controls all the genes it makes the, the genes are like a traffic lights. A cancer cell should be on red, not the expression of the gene. Yes. So uh, it, it has been shown that these exercises, they get into that station and regulate, uh, create the right chemistry in the cell, in the DNA, and therefore a cancer cell stops, uh, you know, it gets into red. And, uh, and that what causes energy get, get, gets into uh, green. Mm -hmm. And uh, it regulates because we are the, uh, that being uh, which should be able to function in any natural setting. And that means that uh, there shouldn't be no cancer. There, sh uh, uh, there shouldn't be no depression. There should be no disease of Crohn because then you are not able to function. But here comes the consciousness. It comes in and uh, because we do all this conscious uh, consciously we are able to become uh, happy strong and uh -huh. healthy I like the consciousness part yes me but too I, but I, Th this is the most interesting everybody everybody wants to talk about the science and I want to talk about the alkalinity and all that kind of stuff because it's all super fascinating but you know there's a there's a spiritual through line through this right like yeah. this 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 began as a personal journey on your part to you know find peace and and wholeness it came out of it was birthed out of pain yes right oh yes so uh, maybe we can step back a little bit and talk about that grief something very abstract losing your uh, wife and uh, because of uh, schizophrenia jumping from an eighth uh, story mm -hmm. down having four children alone she was the love of my life how old were you then uh 35 yeah and and yes uh 
nobody to console me whatever is in inside you can't you can't console it you know heal it with hypocrisy you have to go deep and so i began to look into nature had you been playing around with cold water prior to that or did that I did. did this experience introduce you to that i did i did but um the, the the grief made me go more consciously more concentrated more focused into uh, that area of the brainstem, the emotional center, mm -hmm. the amygdala, and uh, learn how to influence therein because it creates discomfort, grief. It creates dysfunctionality, uh, uh, bringing up alone for ki uh, for children. So right, I have and to with four kids, it's not like you have. I mean, you just have to do what's in front of you to take care of that. I have four kids. You know, I know what that's like. Yeah, there's no time to. That it is. Be with yourself. Yes. But still there. So I dealt with that and I came uh, at a certain. Uh, first you deal until you feel different. And then later you begin to think about it. Right. Uh, what's, what, 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 what is it? It comes to your brain, to, to your consciousness. And, but you've been studying a number of traditions over the years, right? Like I know you studied all kinds of different types of yoga and, you know meditation right. techniques and you know you're pretty well read on you know all of that universe in that world mm, yeah so on some level all of that informs this yes yes but uh, it's like copying and uh, uh, but whenever something comes to you then you specifically need to uh, go into it and then it's then it's different uh, maybe you can have a hammer but uh, uh, until you need the shack, you're not using it. Right, right. But you know how to somehow, but then you, it really comes to your consciousness and you begin to deal with it and mm -hmm. you make whatever you need. But the cold was really the revelation. It is. Yeah, the cold brings you right here, right now. So was there like a lightning bolt moment where it dawned upon you that, that exposure to cold has a certain kind of property, like a healing property that you wanted to explore further? Or was it an evolution of just, you know, plunging into cold water? No, no, it was um, absolutely no plunging because prior to my first cold plunge or not plunging, just immersion, uh, I, I, I had done a lot of reading, uh, a lot of practices and uh, traditions, cultures, languages, anything, you know, philosophizing and religions or all, all, all kinds of things and then uh, uh but still yet i did not feel that connection within is when that day uh, i felt attracted to this uh, cold water i went in and bang it uh, there it was from the inside right there are certain rare people who have a powerful voice and know how to use it my friend Amanda Decadene is one such human. The podcast is called The Conversation because it is the conversation, a groundbreaking series of raw and honest exchanges on the issues that matter most. Mental health, sex, politics, ambition, gender roles, and more. Listen to The Conversation wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media.
There is so much health information out there. It can feel overwhelming and leave even the most well-intentioned confused about what's what and who to trust. Well, the first person that I call when I'm seeking clarity is my friend and nutrition expert, Simon Hill, host of the fantastic podcast, The Proof. Each week, Simon matches wits with brilliant scientists, translating their evidence-based insights into actionable tools for better well-being. Subscribe to The Proof, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. I'm super proud to announce my next venture, Voicing Change Media. This beautiful consortium of thinkers, storytellers, artists, and visionaries all committed to fostering meaningful exchanges and sharing thought-provoking content. Voicing Change Media will feature shows like The Proof with Simon Hill, Soul Boom with Rain Wilson, Mentor Buffet with Alexi Pappas, Feel Better Live More with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and The Conversation with Amanda Decadene. You can explore this network and all its offerings at voicingchange.media. So what happened next? Like, what did you take with that information? You know, it's a feeling. It's a feeling, deep Mm -hmm. feeling, a deep understanding. And then it, yeah, it begins to awaken. It begins to grow on you. Uh, You feel good. And you feel that you consciously are able to exceed the limits. And very fast. And it uh, uh, brought me silence. You know what it is if you... I'm not recommending this right now to nobody. Just go gradually if you do these things. But I, I stayed like five to seven minutes under the ice. Mm-hmm. Easy does it. Very controlled. How long into still. your experimentation were it you able to do only that? only took me... Uh, I was already prior to that into all kinds of disciplines. So I had my basic uh, conditioning of my body. Uh-huh. And it served me, and uh, because of the, uh, yeah, I, I got focused, and uh, I, and I just followed my feeling, and that's uh, 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 what I say always: don't force, do not force. The guide, uh, your feeling, knows how to get into the depth of your body. It's natural. Don't force the guide. Don't hit the guide. Don't uh, do not be aggressive. What they call in yoga, uh, ahimsa. Mm-hmm. No uh, harm. Yes, no harm. And uh, it, it really brings you uh, down there in the depth. And uh, that was not so, uh, it was n- not clear in the books. So uh, there I found it. And from there, I, I just followed this natural path. I didn't read almost nothing anymore. It's very, I mean, the whole thing is very instinctual. Right? Yes. You were like tapping into your intuition and just following this knowingness that was deep inside you. That's why there's this bizarre like destiny aspect of this whole thing, because yeah. it wasn't like you read it in a book. It wasn't like somebody explained it to you. You just knew like you knew you were the Iceman. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Inside something was growing <laughs> yeah. and taking over uh-huh. <laughs> in a positive way. And uh, and and, you know, when did the first kind of crazy stunts start occurring? When do you start, you know, trying to, are people starting to pay attention to you? I know you've had, you know, people telling you were crazy from the beginning. But. Yeah. Uh, it was when the television uh, came in. 
because I did my practices outside in the winter, all the winter long. And, uh, and you live, I mean, I watched the, the Vice documentary, so you live right there on the water, right? Yeah. So yeah. people are seeing you doing this, like it's very much out in the public. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a, I'm a peaceful man. I just uh-huh. swim in, uh, in the winter outside and, uh, and uh, yeah, make my holes and things and they just leave me alone, you know? <laughs> but just probably like, everybody, like long before we all know you as the Iceman in your neighborhood, people knew, oh, there's the Iceman, right? Because you're the guy, you're the crazy guy who's swimming in the water in the middle of winter. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, oh yeah. A lot of uh, mockery and uh, uh, cynicism, but you know, I'm not harming uh, nobody. I'm always uh, whistling and happy and uh, okay. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. So somebody at a television sh- station wanted to do something. How does it, how does that? Yeah, that, that, uh, uh, first it was a newspaper article. And, a, uh, and from, from there, when it was published, uh, I told them that, yeah, I do all kinds of challenges uh, anywhere in the mountains. I, I walk uh, for hours barefoot uh, in the mountains, uh, in the snow. And uh, I, say, I do my practices uh, during all the winter, uh, every day in my ice hole. And uh, uh, I do uh, all kinds of breathing uh, techniques. I see lights and it's, wow, it's great. I, I don't need any drugs living in Amsterdam. I just am I, uh, uh, totally armed with my natural drugs. And You're the highest guy not high in Amsterdam. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could say that, you could uh-huh. say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, so, all right, so then this TV channel wants to do something. So what is the first thing that gets broadcast? Yeah, uh, f- uh, first thing was to swim in December. Uh, it was for just for a report, seven minutes. And I, uh, they took out the boat and began to follow me, me swimming in, a, in ice cold water outside. And uh, I did it for, I don't know, half hour or something. Right. And they were just astonished. And then uh, after the half hour, I was not like, you know, uh, uh, half paralyzed or, be- or stiff because of the cold, I did all kind of uh, yogic uh, postures, or, you know, for, uh, putting two legs in my, uh, behind my uh, na- neck, uh, head, and, uh, or stand on one hand and uh, do uh, splits and, uh, and having fun. Right. So they, uh, uh, then afterwards, they saw this, and then they began to challenge me. Maybe uh, you come to Finland and you swim uh, under the ice, uh, are you? Uh, up to that and are you able to do that uh, i do that all the time mm-hmm. okay and then uh, they first took me up for seven meters like seven yards eight yards something like that but then i said well, i can do a lot more uh-huh. so uh, i i did uh, like uh, 50 yards 60 yards and uh, th- and then this first before the first record guinness world record which were, uh, were, was going to be 50 meters. Uh, I, I, I did this rehearsals where I, because I didn't know uh, to wear goggles. Right. And after 35 meters, 40 yards, something like that, I lost sight. So I couldn't see anything. I got lost. That was a great experience because I did double, more than double the distance. Right. So you did. Trying like, to look for the hole, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you did uh, 66 meters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your diet, I mean, the the ice is a meter thick. You have yeah. a hole, and then you have another hole 50 meters down yes. or whatever. Yeah. So how far 
were you swimming underwater before your retinas froze and you lost sight? Uh, that was about 40 yards. Uh-huh. And then I lost it and I was looking, 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 looking. Uh, 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 finally, I, I swam over the 110 meters. And uh, then uh, uh, a diver grabbed my ankle because they uh, saw me. Hey, he's right, gone. What is there happening? What's happening? <laughs> he's too long uh, down there. Uh-huh. And uh, they got me back to the 50 meter hole. So then the other day I had to do the official record, which was like the half. So I, I got was, you. Uh, nothing. Right, right, right. But when, but when you lost your sight, and you know you're under a meter of ice and you're not going to be able to see where that hole is. I mean, what is going on? That, is, that, that was remarkable because I never felt the uh, drowning, the agony of drowning. I just... No panic response. No panic response, totally under control. And that's because my pH level where I later on began to understand what was chemically going on within the body. Um, I was fully in control. Maybe I had no oxygen anymore, but my body was very able to uh, function, keep on functioning mm-hmm. because the chemistry was right. And my co- I, I was really at my, uh, my conscious all the time. I've had it's some, interesting. I've had some free divers on the podcast, and I had recently had a guy named Adam Skolnick, who lives in Malibu, actually, who wrote uh, an amazing book called One Breath about uh, Nick Mavoli, who was an American champion free diver who, who died. Uh, at Vertical Blue a couple of years ago. But one of the things we were talking about, which is super interesting, is what happens when you get past that, like when you, when the body automatically starts to crave oxygen and you have that sort of panic impulse or you're like gagging, you know, for air. Yeah. If you can weather through that, you get past that because it's, it's not that your body actually needs oxygen. It has enough. It's just this nervous response because it knows it's going to be running out soon, but you actually have more of a supply of it. And once you get past that, then that goes away, right? And so a lot of these guys end up, yes. you know, they go too far to blackout because they're not feeling that anymore, right? They're trying to push that edge. So I'm curious about what you're, I'm sure you've experienced that and what that's like for you. Yeah, yeah, I experienced it uh, twice. And uh, yeah, uh, divers were there mm-hmm. finally to take me back, but, I was already like sleeping. Yeah. A little. But okay, you know, I was still conscious, but sleeping. And then uh, 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 arriving at the hole, coming to the surface, you do. (gasps) Oh, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. So, from there, so. You've done, you have like, I don't know, 20 Guinness Book of World Records, right? 26. And the the sort of notable ones are that and also uh, scaling Everest in shorts. You had spikes on, but no t-shirt and shorts, right? But there was like, wasn't there, I read there was like a, you had a foot problem or something that prevented you from getting all the way to the summit. Yes, yes. You were like pretty far up there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was Uh very fast, very okay there, Uh, completely acclimatized. And uh, actually had absolutely no problem, except for my left forefoot. Three months uh, prior to that, I did a half marathon in uh, extreme conditions beyond the polar circle in January. Uh Barefoot. Barefoot. And uh, I suffered from (laughs) uh, self-inflicted injury, a cold injury. And and the professors told me it was irreparable damage uh, was done. And... 
but uh, I, I had to wait for four months. I said, no, no, that's not possible. We, in three months, I'm uh, on Everest. Mm -hmm. I'm going. So I began to heal myself, and a month later, inner and outer uh, of my foot was healed, was okay. And uh, I went there, but uh, then I, I discovered that the flexibility of the veins, the uh, arterial circumference, closing and opening, mm -hmm. needs to be, you know, uh, it's an extreme up there. Right. Because there's uh, one third of the uh, oxygen and it uh, all works on the, on the veins. They have to adapt, open, close, open, close, open, close. And it was not flexible enough, and I felt that, and that made me turn around. I see. I'm crazy, but not an not idiot. That crazy, right, right, yeah. right. Well, I feel like I mean I'm no expert on Everest or or mountaineering at all, but I feel like a lot of the people that that end up getting into big trouble uh, is a result of making poor decisions, perhaps because their brain isn't functioning at its peak because of the thin air, right? So they're they're not turning back or they're into thinner rash or yeah exactly yeah. like that's an extreme example of that but do you feel like you want to go back and sum it in <clears throat> if uh, right now um uh, yes why not right. i can i can do it and when you were doing it yeah did you have a bunch of shirt but i mean <laughs> what is everyone else thinking who's part of your no, expedition that, team and we, were i'm quite a loner at base camp or? I'm, I'm quite a loner darren if i feel i go and uh, Sherpas, they, they, they leave me all alone. They know at a certain point, uh -huh. he knows what he is doing. Let yeah. him go. He's okay. He doesn't need my guidance. You right. know? And I go, and I go, uh, just go up, bum. And I always come back and I'm okay. And they see it. My control is good. Uh -huh. good. I think my control is better than all the alpinists because I'm insured. I'm much more in contact with the nature. I can read the nature. I can right. feel the nature. In other words, if you're insulated from your environment because of your attire or oxygen tanks, then then you're not really completely in touch with what's actually going on. That that it is. Yeah. That it Interesting. is. Yeah. All right. So you did that, and you ran this uh, half marathon above the Arctic Circle, right? Where was that? Northern Finland. Yeah, Lapland. Uh huh. In Lapland. Yes. Barefoot. You don't get like. Uh, well, you did injure your foot, right? But you don't get frostbite on your feet? Yes, I, that, that I was. Is that what it was? That I, uh, uh, that, how that, cold was it? Uh, it went up uh, down to minus 30 Celsius. Right. So uh, that's like minus that's severe. four or something like that, Fahrenheit. Yes, minus right. four Fahrenheit. Uh, it, that's, uh, yeah, that's really cold. Right. And uh, it's also the surface. If the surface is sharp, mm -hmm. you know, dust things. Yeah. And it, uh, it takes away, uh, it scratches away the skin. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, all those uh, factors uh, came, uh, resulted in the uh -huh. self-inflicted uh, cold injury. And then finally, the the marathon that you, you ran in the Namib Desert, right? In Southern Africa? Yeah. Uh, no water, dry, one of the driest deserts on the planet. So this isn't just about acclimating to the cold, it's about... It's, it's, it's about self-regulation. Exactly. It's cold or hot, right? Yes. And that, that is, um, we got these temperature sensors and they are connected with the immune system, the autonomic nervous system and all that. But we don't know how it works anymore. But, mm -hmm. And now they begin to uh, see it because we prove it by uh, scientific uh, measuring.
and uh, me training people just in a couple of days, being able to endure freezing cold inshores for hours. And that means that those temperature sensors, they are under uh, conscious, uh, in conscious connection. The brain-body connection is back there. Well, this is where we get to the real heart of the story, because it's one thing to say, oh, the Iceman, he's this outlier. You know, the Iceman is the Iceman. Only he can do this. He's a, you know, a sideshow situation. But you're, you've maintained from the beginning that you're nothing special, that this is something that can be not only learned, but easily learned and implemented and then scaled for the health benefit of, of everybody. Exactly. And, and what's interesting is that whether it's the you know extreme adventurer or athlete or what you're doing, you need these people because that's what gets everyone's attention, right? You, you have to go try to scale Everest or run these half marathons and marathons or swim under the ice because without that, you don't get on the radar of the scientists at the universities who wanna study you. So for you, it's never been about those crazy feats. That's always been a vehicle to just further this message that you're trying to get out there. Yes. Is that, is that yes. true? I was yeah. absolutely uh, uh, 25 years prior uh, for, uh, of these challenges uh, taken up and named by, uh, 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 by television. I was doing my practices on my own, uh -huh. very secluded all the time. And I believed in it and I did it every day with a great, uh, you know, with a lot of happiness and inside silence, uh, always. So, uh, but once I saw, hey, publicity, and uh, it is, uh, uh, I took it on. I kind of liked it uh, to go, you know. You're all, good at it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all places in the world uh -huh. and taking on uh, challenges. And then finally getting into the radar of uh, a scientific world. That, that, uh, there my mission uh, being missionary, having a mission, something that makes sense and gives me sense uh, uh, deeper, you know, uh, uh, like a bodhisattva. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you do something for uh, others right, in too. service. And then in service, being in service. And uh, uh, yeah, that, that, re that really is my challenge now. Mm -hmm. That is my, uh, that's far higher than Mount Everest and climbing uh, uh, on your hands backwards and making uh, uh, somersaults, right. you know? Uh, because there are too many people suffering from depression or uh, chronic pains and all all the other diseases and it should not it is it, and people feel powerless uh or they're just overly medicated to deal with this right exactly because there is no knowledge of uh anymore that there is an ability in the body if you just reconnect and awaken that is able to tackle mm -hmm. uh, pain, depression, autoimmune diseases, inflammation, all that. It's sort of related to Ayurveda, you know, the principle being that the body is made up of systems and when those systems are out of balance, that's when we get sick or depressed, et cetera. And it's about trying to figure out the chemistry of balancing all of those energy systems so that we can, and when we do that, then we can heal ourselves. Exactly, yes, because the body is a whole organism mm -hmm. and, the, uh, and the aim for yoga is oneness. But it's also the chemistry should be one. Right. All the systems should work together with the consciousness. 
And what's unique about, what's really unique about your story is you have this deep knowingness, this, this awareness, this not just self-awareness, but like cosmic awareness of the impact of these practices on your health. And you may not have had the scientific background or the vocabulary to articulate what is actually going on, but because of these feats that you've accomplished and the attention that you've attracted, you have these scientists studying you now, and now you have you're able to explain what you've known all along, right? Exactly. And so what is it that's happening? Uh, what now is happening is that I uh, want to go from science to sense, from science to, you know, caring and sharing. Mm -hmm. We should love each other, uh, and, but the love is constituted now uh, scientifically by uh, hormonal uh, control, immune system control, and uh, 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 once again, uh, energy management. Right. And we got it uh, analyzed now. So if every mother would be able to guarantee health, happiness, strength for her kids, then there would be no war anymore because there is no powerful positioning and, and all this crazy stuff going on anymore. It's out because what is the uh, most wealthiest person? that what you cannot buy uh, but be and that's healthy strong and happy mm -hmm. so we bring it down by analysis uh, 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 saying that's a hormonal control and the uh, control over the immune system anybody can do it and what comes first the cold or the breathing like what is the most paramount uh practice like where how do these two worlds the, know, fit together? The, the cold brought me this uh, deeper uh, connection because I had to, I had to re reconnect consciously uh, 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 into my physiology to endure the cold, but it made me uh, change my breathing pattern. Later on, I saw that the breathing, uh, what we do, is too shallow. Uh, it's too shallow every moment. So if you miss out or every moment or uh, 10, 15 percent of the right chemistry brought in by a wrong intake of oxygen, bringing in wrong pH levels, then uh, the body is confused. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, the breathing, I say the breathing plus consciousness. The cold is what brought you to the breathing though. Yes. Uh -huh. It could also have been uh, the, the heat, could also have been uh, oxygen deprivative states like uh, situations like Mount Everest or Kilimanjaro. Anything that triggers the deepest part, the survival part, the fight, flight, food, uh, the fuck in the freeze. Right. That mode uh, It wakes you up. I, I, they say the big five. I say there are six. The spirituality is also there. Uh -huh. uh, that's the consciousness. So let's break down the, the biochemistry of what's happening. You're talking about um, raising the pH, becoming more alkaline, your system becoming more alkaline. And I think that's super interesting. There's a whole school of thought that, that you know, most people in Western culture are in a state of chronic acidosis. The food that we're eating is very acidic, meat and dairy products. Uh, we're breathing toxic air. We're not getting enough sleep, stress. All of these things contribute to us being in a state of acidosis most of the time, right? And, and our systems have to, we buffer that, like we maintain a relatively neutral pH, but we're, we have to leach minerals out of our bones to maintain all of that. 
But the more alkaline foods that we can eat and the better care we can take of ourselves and the sleep and all of that reducing stress pushes us towards that more alkaline state. And what they're realizing, and I'm interested in your perspective on this, is this state of chronic acidosis causes the inflammation and it's the inflammation that is leading to all of these chronic illnesses from obesity to diabetes, et cetera, that are just killing millions of people every year. It right? does. So it's, it begins with the alkalinity. It does. And that's chemistry. We have to become alchemists. Everybody. Everybody is but now. We don't always, but, you, but we just have to do the right breathing technique, that, right? That's it. So we don't actually have to be alchemists. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not a school or something, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And there is no, you know, it's not $4 breath and a $3 breath and a, a bargain here for 75 cents. It's for free. Anybody can do this and take it in and do it consciously. Our consciousness once it begins to get into our system, it gets into the cells. We have memory cells and all that, but there is a new element, which is the uh, consciousness. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, it's becoming neurological. What so do you mean by that? The, the neurological patterns that enable us to get uh, in the right way into, our, uh, into the depth of our system, enabling us to control whatever uh, makes our mood happy and uh, 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 condition, you know, uh, uh, healthy and, uh, and the energy management in, in cell, uh, on cell level we can influence, which is strength. So we, we are able to do that. Well, we have to change the neurology. And it begins with better breathing. Hmm. And then it, it takes a little time to readapt to the uh, uh to this new neurology uh, enabling us to control ourselves a lot better and that's done by consciousness i'm charging right now eh? yeah but uh, uh, mostly i always follow follow my feeling feeling is understanding this is what i feel here right now right now that it is a new insight i i'm into ongoing scientific research because i don't like spe speculation I like the philosophy, I don't like speculation. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we have the sense to see what is right and what is wrong in yoga viveka. Right. Uh, it's all that. You know, it strains conventional wisdom or the logical brain to think that we could actually uh, control our immune response yes. to, you know, an invader. But you have proved this out, right? You volunteered to be injected with an endotoxin. Right. Which is, what was it, some form of bacteria that makes you E. coli, okay. uh, bacteria. E. coli, which yes. is very, very sick. And you had zero reaction to this. Yes. Not only me, after I did it and, and I showed it, then I took 12, per, uh, 18 persons and they 100% score all showed it and after this, four days of training. This was under a controlled circuit. You were like at a doctor's office or a hospital it, you weren't just in your apartment injecting people oh no 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 <laughs> yeah. it all uh, uh follow uh, it was published in the uh, right. pnas uh, so walk me through this yes okay uh what what i do with the people is uh, uh instructing them in the breathing techniques and uh, gradually go into the cold and just uh, takes a couple of days to awaken their uh, deeper physiology and bring it uh, uh, bring back a, a brain body connection the right way 
because yeah well, later on you have to tackle a bacteria and uh, its effect on the uh, immune system which is an immune response and creating fever uncontrolled shivering headaches uh, all over agony and you have to tackle it so you need a connection with yourself to be able to do that because normally in many other studied cases they it all has been shown that all these people had no control over their system after the e coli injection the bacteria and the reactions on the immune system so uh, now 18 persons come 12 uh, are selected uh, later randomly they are injected and 100% score within a quarter of an hour, they have control. That means they have to have a uh, connection within which enables uh, them to tackle uh, the immune response, influence therein in the depth of the immune system. And it was never been seen uh, before. So 100% of them got yeah. through it successfully without a negative reaction. Within a quarter of an hour, all they had no symptoms, uh, no more. And, and what is that connection? Like what is actually happening? Is it a conscious thing where you're directing your thoughts and your awareness into a certain place or what my, is it? My, it's much simpler. Uh, they do breathing techniques. Their being is already focused because they know what's happening. So we have, uh, once we know a, a bacteria is coming in, then you are alert enough already. So I don't need to work out the focus there. I told him in the beginning though, uh, before uh, uh, it all started to get their mindset going, hey guys, listen, what we are going to do is uh, uh, tackling the, the, the world's most uh, uh, inflicted sufferings uh, 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 war ever, which is the one of the bacteria, the bacilla and the virus. We're gonna tackle them. You got this? And uh, I talked so much that they got it. Uh -huh. They uh, And they surrendered in, into this training, took them four days. We had a lot of pleasure too, a lot of music, and we drank, we had a good time too, but when they were on, they were on 100%. Wow. So. And what did the, what did the scientists say? They, the doctors? Uh, yeah, they uh, were absolutely astonished uh -huh. because what they saw is that, uh, uh, and now we get to the beginning of this, this discussion. Uh, 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 when they were doing the breathing techniques and, uh, and uh, raised the pH levels, then they are able to return from breathing. So stop breathing after exhalation. That means that there is no air in the lungs anymore present. And there is no force. They feel high, feel okay, man. And after one and a half minute, without air in the lungs, which anybody can do, then uh, the saturation of oxygen in the blood really goes down mm -hmm. dramatically. It goes down until even the measurement devices in the hospitals shut down because they think he's dead, he's dead, he's completely dead. But they are not dead. They are uh, fully aware, feeling okay, and then uh, and after two minutes, three minutes, yes, mm -hmm. th then they take it. Uh, when they feel the urge, the real urge to breathe again, because the alkalinity goes down, then they take them in and then it shoots out into the brainstem 
and all the systems work at once and you know the adrenaline goes and it makes the body most effective all the system work mm. and the bacteria has no chance that's crazy so have you have you repeated this since that time or you've just you've taken one group through the endotoxin thing or have you just done that? Uh, just now i completed a new new study you did uh -huh. and we do now uh it started with 48 people and uh, 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 12 of them I train just in the cold and focus. Because focus is also something, yeah? it's beautiful. They saw me uh, by blood uh, samples, taking blood from me before I was going into an experiment, going into the eyes, say for 80 minutes, completely wired. And they took blood, a lot of blood, vampires. <laughs> uh, they took blood they're but not drinking it though. yeah yeah uh, and I, I, you don't know what they do in these <laughs> laboratories <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, what happened and what they saw i was just standing be in front of the of this box the ice box no movement just thinking i was to go into that box they took my blood and I analyzed that blood of that particular moment, and they saw 300% more metabolic activity in the blood. That means- Because you're triggering your adrenaline response. By my mind. And you can do that, anybody can do that, but nobody knows anymore. And that's the placebo, that's the spirit, that's the mind. Right. Now, our mind is off all the time into medicines or uh, uh, the doctor does it oh i cannot do this uh, no we gotta bring back the mind into ourselves when something is wrong when we do not feel happy strong or healthy we should mind again bring back the consciousness consciousness is being It's so crazy because we sort of walk around thinking that our, you know, our job is to, uh, you know, get married and have kids and have a house. We don't, we just don't look, we're very myopic in what our abilities are, what our purpose is here on earth. And to hear somebody talk about how expansive, you know, our mental capacity truly is, it, it calls into question so many other sort of tried and true facts that we've been taught our whole life. Like what else are we capable of? What, what other untapped areas of our, you know, mental capacity are just sitting there dormant waiting to be discovered because you're just, you, you, you happened into this by virtue of experience. It wasn't like you read it in a book or you were a scientist doing studies in a lab. So who, you know, who's the next Wim Hof who's doing something totally crazy in a different way, who's going to discover that we have, something else that we're just not aware of that we've been told our whole lives is outside of the realm of possibility yes the purpose of our being is uh, really uh, making the soul ascent to expand consciousness and uh, that's our true one if we follow that path then uh, there is no tension you just live like a kid uh, open mm -hmm. and uh, it's all simple it's beautiful the energy is clean you have a and very you're, you have a very profound sense of play like you're very childlike and and joyful yeah yes and we should we are children of mother nature 
So the nature is there and it's beautiful, but we do not uh, experience that anymore because our consciousness got narrowed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, nobody understands this. They say, ah, you're religious or you're happy or you're this or that. And then that's yeah, but then the- you're taking groups up Kilimanjaro, right? Or K2, what, which? Yeah, Kilimanjaro in bracket time, like uh, last right. uh, January. Like non-athletes, non-mountaineers. 76 years old. Sick, right? 76 like, years old, the uh, last one, without prior insurance. mountaineering experience and going in in, in shorts uh, up in record time. Uh-huh. 76. I bet, you, I bet you had a pretty good legal waiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> just no? a sense. Just a yeah. sense. My, my well, son. you have to like survey these people and go who do i think is really you know who's going to cop out here or who's going to be able to handle yeah this? yeah i ask always for motivation if you have the motivation then uh, then you will be able to open up to nature right and that is the thing we are not what's open right, to nature what's anymore. the right motivation you think the right motivation is if you really want to search for more to break through the conditioning to find out how beautiful this planet is and the energies and the nature of yourself, then then you're ready, mm-hmm. uh, so ready to pe- embark inside. How many people have you have you taken on these ascents? Uh, Kilimanjaro is now the third uh, year, about a hundred. Wow! And am I intending to go uh, in September? Yeah. In a record time with uh, David Blaine. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> we go in shorts up. Be televised, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And that's okay because I'm, I, I told him I'm going to use and abuse you for my mission to show that we are, uh, are able to do so much more than we think. And uh, we show it because if we are able to ascend the, uh, the Kilimanjaro in, in, say, 10 hours or 15 hours or something, direct, without acclimatization, then that means that you are influencing in the red cell generation processes of the body, which normally, scientifically, is stated we cannot influence. Now, uh, because of red cell generation and being able to influence therein, you are able to heal a whole lot faster. And a leukemia, for example, is, is, go, uh, is, is a red cell generation going down, and we have no ability to uh, tap in we will show we uh, are able to tap in not a little bit, a bit big time and the ripple effect of that is is profound because that just shatters everybody's concept of human capability it's and, crazy you know and it sounds insane some of the stuff that you're saying but you have university research departments who are devoted to studying and analyzing these things that you're doing because they're noticing that you're teaching this to average people and they're going on to do extra, you know, complete extraordinary feats, right? So where is the research taking place currently? Like who are the, who, you know, where are the, what are the universities? What are the, what are the actual studies that are underway at the moment? The actual studies right now is, are on anesthesia because they found out that breathing is able to... Uh, uh, to Mute the pain response. The, the right? pain response and to control the pain response because the pain response is like three proteins. Uh, trimerization, it's called. Tri, you know, three. Uh-huh. And a marization, so they marry together, something like that, you know. Uh, they come together and that it creates a, a pain, a pain signal. And that's because the chemistry around is uh, acidic. 
So if you focus to that area and change this acidic state and bring it to 7.6, then the three proteins or the pain signal falls apart hmm. because there is no functionality of the pain signal uh, anymore over there. You are there to, and you have changed the chemistry because a wrong chemistry is dangerous for the body. That's why we get pain. That's crazy. And That's uh, wild. Uh, it is. And so... We are into this and we have shown that by breathing, these people are able to tolerate pain very much higher or and does that influence the into cold? the chemistry. Is that similar to tolerating the breathing. temperature? Breathing, yes. And uh, with a cold, cold creates pain. Mm -hmm. If you just breathe right, then this pain signal uh, 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 doesn't uh, come because the oxygen which is combusted because of the cold impact and the change of the chemistry inside makes it alkalo uh, makes it acidic now you control it right breathing brings up the ph level and it is maintains thus there is no pain and then it feels great to go into the gold no pain at all no pain at all so just you know cut the person wide open yeah while they're alert uh, 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 to the ex <laughs> in the see. extreme it is yeah. so it's yeah. like uh, giving birth for a mother what does she do impressing <laughs> yeah, <breathing>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nature kind of figured that out right ah so now we do that in different areas same thing go back to nature interesting nature knows and and is anybody kind of looking deeper into the the immune system response as a result of the endotoxin experiment? Yes, of course. Uh, there is an ongoing study, not only on pain, but also on uh, inflammation. Right now, with 48 people in the, in the Netherlands, is being conducted. We are in the middle of the study. So they came to me and I practice in the cold. And you know what? I, I'm not in it anymore. It's independent. Mm -hmm. The doctors took over and they instruct now. It's independent. They can kill me. Hey, the method right. still lives. But <laughs> in your, you're, you're coming from a place of, of thinking that this is, these techniques are applicable to, any, to preventing and even reversing any number of chronic illnesses that people are suffering from, right? So have you worked with people that have actually um been able to reverse chronic conditions yes absolutely techniques absolutely like, oh, i'd love to hear a little bit about that oh yeah we got we got many testimonials yeah uh from people like a rheumatoid arthritis or disease rheumatoid. of crohn mm -hmm. or a uh, cancer even um a depression a lot uh, ms mm -hmm. uh, asthma uh, uh, allergies and all kinds of things. Right. But until it is not scientifically proven, I cannot state, right. you know, like, hey, this is going to work for everybody, etc. No. No, this is just we, your experience. We love no speculation, right. but we got great testimonials and wonders mm -hmm. happen every day because we, uh, uh, thousands and thousands of people are practicing with this method. And we see things happen. We get income of uh, mails and, and testimonials of so many. Mm -hmm. So we know it works, but we want to prove it. We are right, but we still need to retrieve the right by prove it scientifically. I'm interested in what you think about the applicability of these practices to um, dealing with 
addiction, whether it's substance or behavioral addiction, like that, that sort of emotional compulsion, you know, with substances, it's anchored in a, in a, like a biological imbalance, I guess you could say, but I'm wondering if you've ever worked with anybody or had any experience who's, who's had that problem and who has experienced relief or some kind of shift as a result of. Well, no, and not one, many, many. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, with addictions or depressions or grief or. You know, things uh, go into thin air because you you don't know what's happening and you're just dealing with it. You're suffering from it. So you take alternatives mm -hmm. and you become addicted. Now, if you learn yeah, these people... Because you're, you're having a spiritual crisis or yeah. you're, looking for, you're looking to feel better. You're looking to numb your pain. You're, the, the, the drug is the solution to the problem. It's not yeah. the problem, right? It, it, it's symptomatic. Uh, but what we learn, uh, once again, what we have shown that people are able to tap into their hormonal mechanisms. So if there is a deprivation of a certain hormone created by grief, by trauma, by fear, by uh, too long not being uh, creative or things like that, then uh, the, uh, the chemistry in the body begins to change. And then you get deprivation of, say, uh, melatonin or uh, dopamine right like the addict is always looking for that dopamine they want you know give me that dopamine response yes. and then they when they stop taking the drug it's almost like life becomes banal or numb because they're not they don't have those high highs and, and yes, lows exactly so we teach the people to uh, regain control over their hormonal system mm. and then it's up to them to tap into it because uh, the way nature meant it to be is that we are able to function in almost any situation up till the extremes. But uh, we thought we were master over the nature. Yeah. We got into it. And even, you know, many people with goodwill, they are brought up. Yeah, the nature is this, it's hostile. And you uh, keep the door closed because it's too cold. Get a jacket on mm -hmm. and uh, wash your hands and, and, and eat this food. And uh, they promise you all kinds of things by the advertisement. And finally, you are completely lost in your own body because you have no sense anymore yourself of discovering the way nature meant it to be. So we bring people back to this natural ability in consciousness. And then, uh, yeah, from there it starts off, yeah, right on. Um, as an athlete, I'm always looking for, you know, what that extra edge is. How can I, you know, make gains beyond just what occurs during training? And of course, athletic performance, like the holy, the holy grail is recovery, right? If I can expedite recovery, if I can repair my system more quickly in between my training bouts, then I can train harder, I can train longer. And that translates into tremendous performance gains as you extrapolate out, right? So what is the applicability of your, of your techniques and your practices in the context of athletic performance? Because I know you work with Brian McKenzie and Laird and all of these people. So how does it work in that arena? Before you go and uh, do your performances, <clears throat> learn uh, how to control the al alkalinity. Because if you become acidic, then the condition to perform is no longer there. So if you learn to control how to become, how to alkalize the body, then you are able to perform longer. Those because are the it's the it's the it's the acidic response to exercise induced stress that creates the inflammation that makes you sore and 
and slows down the repair, right? So the more alkaline you are, the more quickly, the more uh, the more efficient your immune system is in in responding and repairing. Is it's that accurate? It, 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 yeah, it's absolutely accurate. But that's one part. The, uh, uh, the, if you breathe better, then you are able to influence in cell or on cell level to create more uh, energy. And what does the uh, body need uh, besides of our conditioned uh, uh, being, uh, physiology? It needs to repair, so it needs extra. So mm -hmm. uh, are we able to produce that extra? Just breathe consciously. So that, that is called aerobic dissimulation, and it, uh, it's mitochondrial, and it creates more uh, ATP, more molecules, more energy. And thus, the plasticity of the body then is able to function because the body exactly knows what to do, but it needs the energy. Mm -hmm. And if you do, uh, just give it the energy by breathing and just uh, not, not, not five minutes, you know, uh, uh, when you feel sore after a big performance or something, just uh, breathe during the day more consciously. Then you will find out the other day when you wake up, you're completely uh, refreshed. Mm -hmm. So the body takes over, it uh, repairs you in excellence. And in, in the other morning, you are just astonished. Wow, hey, I feel energy again. I like to run again. I, I, I like uh, five days ago, I, uh, I'm training Alistair Overeem. Uh -huh. He's and, a, a martial art, mixed martial artist. Yes, yeah. yes, and uh, now he's going for the title. But, uh, you know, before he, he went down and then he began again uh, uh, visiting, uh, uh, telling me, yeah, maybe uh, it's my age, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Uh, I don't know what he took at uh, Cedra, I'm not interested. I said, listen, I don't care how good you are. I make you better. But listen. So uh, from there we began with the breathing mm -hmm. and the cold. And now he's winning his matches with excellence, you know, at ease, with power, overpowering the people. Because he is in control again. He found self-confidence. Uh, 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 one week after, or one half week after the first training I had with him, his doubt was completely gone. He mm. told me, I'm going to win. So the confidence comes back if the brain-body connection is back. Mm. And you as a sportsman you want to perform but for that you need consciously the connection and if you are able to grasp that to influence by what deeper breathing mm. consciously uh, and then, then then your chemistry is under control and it's a, a, a yeah it's a different story different ball game right. as they say right yeah. right right yeah that's very cool how does it work like, what is your opinion on on doing hypoxic training? Like in the like when I'm swimming, I'll do breath control work, underwater work. Uh, you know, now it's very popular to have the training mask. You know, run on the treadmill with this device that prevents you from breathing properly. And the idea is that that enhances the body's ability to be more efficient with its oxygen metabolism. So, do you see that as like an aid, or is that? working at odds with the principle of like over oxygenating yourself with the techniques you're talking about. Yeah, it, it is interesting because uh, the effectivity of the body is then stimulated, of course, but uh, until what kind of a st extent? I think it's more natural to breathe uh, 
uh, consciously mm. to bring about not only a, a physiological affectivity uh, 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 within the body right, because of training, but to do it, you doing it, the, uh, change the neurology inside. Mm-hmm. We should be in control by our neurology. And it is not being done if we take, uh, you know, passive materials, outside materials to make our body function. Hey, man, that's not you. Mm-hmm. You don't look. Uh, d- did you see ever a mask in the, in the morning when you look in the, in the mirror? You know, right. <laughs> right. it's it's not us. So uh, it's getting back to just what's most natural. And it's that's already inside. And uh, 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 we just need to apply it to this and uh, uh, consciously then the neurology changes and then we are able not only to increase our performances and because we master and control uh, the, the physiological uh, depth of ourselves, but we also get a sense of spirituality and beginning to understand the real purpose of That's life. That's the gift. That's the real thing, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And uh, we get there consciously. And so I'm, I'm dealing not only with uh, uh, all these studies now. Uh, tomorrow I have a talk with a, a professor from Stanford uh, University, a neuroscientist. And we're going to do uh, uh, studies on the brain. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to do also studies with, uh, on DMT. Mm-hmm. Because we are, uh, we know how to tap into the DMT. Mm-hmm. The DMT is what uh, releases and, uh, and and works out the subconscious uh, while you are in a deep sleep right. or at time of death. And we had no control. And I say we have control. But the DMT is not just, uh, you know, have a trip and LSD and go, wow, it's nice. No, it has its absolute uh, functionality to... Uh, release whatever uh, blockages and inhibitions and traumatic uh, experience uh, produce in the body and um, uh, yeah uh, release it uh, open it up and uh, digest it and all that uh, for that we have the dimethyl uh, tryptamine yeah that's, we, that's fascinating yeah we, we're gonna make uh, you know the spirit molecule maybe uh-huh. yourself we're gonna make a new set of documentaries yeah cool on that on that area uh-huh. and you're doing all of that up at Stanford uh, 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 no, that's with John Chavez and Rick Strassman. Uh, he's a professor, and uh, yeah, he's leading it, uh, the, the thing. So the other one is the Stanford University. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what's the, what, what exactly are they going to be looking at? I'm going to have a talk tomorrow. Oh, you're going to find out tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> it's in the brain, and we are able to tap into the deepest part. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your diet. The diet. Yeah. Yeah. I eat once a day after six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's more, most uh, vegetarian. Right. And that's because, yeah, yeah so, come on, uh, cattle. It's, that's not uh, wild. <laughs> How did you arrive at this? this? This through experimentation or it just felt right to you? or how Yeah, I began to think uh, like for 40 years ago, hey, this bio industry, you know, where, where, uh, where this is all cultivated at. Uh, it was a Christmas time and it was, you know, in Dutch, somebody was sitting on the damn square in Amsterdam with a big board saying if Christmas is for food, then uh, uh, God has a big belly and uh, is not in the hood. So something like that, you know, and uh, there is no love and peace possible if we killed so many animals. 
uh, to celebrate the, uh, peace and and happiness and things like that. Yeah. We should think about that it, at least. We are thinking human beings, but no, uh, uh, we are killing, 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 and then uh, uh, yeah, we should actually be uh, very conscious about uh, our food intake because it, it, we harm beings. Yeah, we harm. And that's not good. Slaughtering trillions of animals, and meanwhile, it's having an incredibly deleterious impact on the environment and our system of feeding the planet is just unsustainable and wasteful and polluting you know everything yeah, we're so. getting down a whole amazon to get soya uh, uh, on mm -hmm. all these animals go with those are the lungs of the earth about breathing techniques right one football field every second cleared in the amazon to primarily raise uh, to grow feed for cattle yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it takes about 10 parts of, of corn and things like that to feed, to, to make one ki ki kilo, uh, kilogram of uh, meat. And then we talk about food problems in the world. There is no food problem. It's only created mm -hmm. for, for our luxury. And I, I, yeah, I, I'm not into politics, but also not into bollocks. And there's a lot of uh, senseless killing going on and a lot of senseless hopelessness going on and we have to regain uh, consciousness over it and yeah, we are a, able to it's do it's a that. crisis of consciousness you know it's a spiritual crisis as much as it is an environmental crisis and an ethics crisis and a health crisis like all of these things there's a grand interplay between all of these but i think that look you're somebody who clearly you know people want to talk about the science they want to talk about you know you walking up everest in your shorts but like you're dialed in, like your, your consciousness is dialed in, like on a deep level, because you don't have, you know, a person doesn't have that kind of knowingness, that, that, that sense of intuition about purpose and what is making you tick unless you got your shit straight. Right. So it's very interesting, you know, so you were, so live is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It you're is. paying attention. Yeah. That, there you got it. Now you begin you know? to hit the bottom of the soul and it experience. We don't need acid, you know, or LSD or beer or the, this and that to well, experience the moment to be clear. Well, I'm here with a, uh, with an instructor of mine. He is there with his wife and this little baby of six months. Yesterday, when I woke up, I went to the room and she was just lying there. I could see through her. Mm. Her energy is still so clear, so beautiful. She's tripping all the time. She's having a good time all the time. Mm -hmm. And we lost this because our consciousness get narrowed because of the neurology and everything. And our energy is not flowing anymore. And we take the wrong chemistry inside. And then ask ourselves, why are we depressed? Why are we not happy? Why are we not healthy? It's all very logical. We just have to bring this very simply to, uh, to, to, the, to everybody. And that's why I go to science to have no speculation about it. Anybody is able to tap into its system to uh, regain control over its hormonal systems, immune systems, making them guaranteeing them healthiness, happiness, and strength. Mm -hmm. And that's only, you know, it's constituting in three words, but actually it's love. I love everybody because life is for love. Your know, life is great, and it's every moment. We are on LSD without LSD. 
Hey man, yeah, right that's on. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it goes it goes back to to the way that I opened this, which is people are looking for you know that that sort of solution to what ails them outside of themselves, right? They think that you know a fancier car or a more comfortable chair or a bigger television is going to solve this, and they would look at someone like you and say. This guy doesn't eat until six o'clock at night and he voluntarily plunges himself into freezing cold water. You know, I don't, that sounds like a life of deprivation and unhappiness to me. And so what gets lost is, you know, the magic and the beauty of what it means to, you know, be comfortable getting uncomfortable, to really embrace like a more minimalistic way of living, a more primal way of living that is connected to nature. And that by by sort of blazing that path or walking that path, that that is that's really the solution to these problems that we're all looking in the wrong place. So it's a it's a misdirect, right? That our culture needs to correct, and it's that's why messages like yours are so important to remind people or bring them back to that center point and help them to understand and realize that maybe they should fix their gaze away from where they're looking and look at it somewhere else. Yes, and it's really a non-dogmatic choice you can make. We just proved this by science, and it uh, once again it's uh, independently being researched now because the uh, scientific community is embracing it now. They do not believe; they see it happens, mm -hmm. so then they believe, and uh, now they take it on and they see. Yeah, uh, anybody can do this. So there is no dogma inside. And uh, we just present this to the people. If you just mind your own business again and, uh, and get back into yourself, then the belief uh, of you being, being in control of your happiness, strength, and health is really there. Mm -hmm. And then you can make a choice. You can think about it. So that, it's a nice choice. It is a good choice. That would be a great place to end this conversation, but I can't let you go without asking you one more thing if you will indulge me. I want you to walk me through a day in your life, like a typical day. A, a typical day is uh, a day without exercise. It's not really there. Uh, like yesterday, I was with uh, David Blaine, and uh, uh, I'm really not so much in physical exercises. And do can uh, make a uh, hundred push-ups without uh, air in my lungs, or uh, uh, climb uh, Mount Everest. Like tomorrow, let's go. Uh, you know, we got this spirit aligned. It's there. But my thing right now is to prove all this for human mankind. And also do, of course, exercise. So I do this. Uh, I do the breathing. Do you set an alarm in the morning? Do you wake up early? Oh, no, you, no, no. no I'm, I, my life is too irregular. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm back at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, and then I have to be at five o'clock in the morning again up. Okay, that, but it takes its toll. Then the other day I sleep more, something like that. Um, <clears throat> I just go by my feeling. If I need to exercise, I feel it. And I do some uh, very concentrated, uh, nice exercises. Stand on one arm uh, a minute long. Or here's a swimming pool, maybe yeah. I punch into it. I do just one exercise, you know, very concentrated. Or uh, I see uh, very nice mountains in the background there. I would, you know, run up, uh, just run up and go down and then uh, have a nice cappuccino. Do you do the breathing bef but upon waking though, or you exercise first and then do it? 
No, no, breathing first. Right. And so how much time do you spend doing that? A day, uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And so uh, if I really want to go deep, then uh, uh, more. And do you have a formal like meditation practice also, or is this your form of meditation? Like, is that what- It's all you... day long. Meditation should be all day long. They say satya, uh, uh, satya param dimahi in, in Sanskrit. And uh, the, uh, I always meditate on the soul. I'm here for the soul. The purpose of my being here in, in, the, in the world is to bring about this mission, but also to realize the soul. And I will dig on until I find uh, uh, me completely in consciousness and awareness of the soul. Because it's time. It's time to bring back the soul where it belongs, in our, in our awareness. So I'm doing that. Anything there is, uh, uh, anything there is like a mountain stream. Mm -hmm. And it creates this feeling of uh, Satchitananda Vigraha which is the uh, energy, chit is the, the intelligence, and the, uh, uh, ananda is the uh, happiness, vigraha, embodiment. We have a body, it's beautiful, become happy, strong, and intelligent, use it right, then you have no disease because you are not in tension with Mother Nature. So we, we translated it into scientific, uh, 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 scientific reduction, uh, reductionist translations, now everybody is able to understand that, uh, that the chemistry should be uh, in control consciously and uh, bringing, a, it is great to expand your consciousness, and, uh, uh, but nobody understands. And until no, uh, no, uh, everybody understands, we will go on scientifically, neuro uh, neurologically, uh, DMT research, uh, uh, neuroscientists, etc. Et and then we explain that God exists, that the soul exists, that the uh, omnipresence is all there, that the harmony is there, the love constituted by health, happiness, and strength. And that consciousness makes us strong and beautiful. And then you don't need six cars. And, and, and I, I don't know what they all do, but that's all compensation for a loss they don't know anymore. We fill it up. Right on. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, we are beautiful. <laughs> well, let's lock it down on that because I can't imagine topping that. That was fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Uh, you're on an, a crazy, beautiful super important mission i wish only wind in your sails and keep doing what you're doing i can't wait to see more scientists and university departments jumping on board to try to study what's happening uh, so that we can all understand better uh, the innate capacity that we all have i think us as humans we we all have incredibly large, voluminous, untapped reservoirs of potential, mentally, emotionally, physically. I've experienced this myself. I have yes. plenty of people in my orbit who have experienced it themselves. And this is accessible to all of us. You know, we all have our version of that. You, you know, do what you do. I do what I do. But I think, you know, the beauty in what you're doing is the accessible, is the making it accessible and approachable and doable to every human being because everybody should be able to tap into their potential. And so I salute you, I appreciate you, man, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Thanks, that's yeah. love. Yeah, man. So uh, 
you got a retreat coming up this summer with uh, Gabby Laird and Brian, right? Here in Malibu in yes. August, I think. Yes. And uh, if is that is it sold out yet? Can people still check that out? I don't know because uh, I, I got uh, you got all kinds of stuff going. Iceland, right? Australia. Well, I'm going to be a tribe member of the Maoris. <laughs> you are? Yes. What's yes. What's that about? They gonna conduct a uh, a ritual which they didn't do for hundred years. And that's with me because I brought about these signs. Actually, it's the sign for them. They translated it's the signs of love. You're bringing back the tribal consciousness, ah. and that's the caring, the sharing of each other. And they're going to make you an honorary Maori. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's uh, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. Well, if if people want to just learn more about you, where's the best place for them to go? There is a, we have a website and there are like free courses and all the information. Right, so everybody can learn what we're talking about. Yes. They can get your course. Yes. Yes. Learn uh, these techniques. It is on inner fire, you know, inner fire uh -huh. dot NL. NL is the Netherlands. And very soon we have a big, huge platform and all that. But it's like in one month, but anything can be. It is a big community of thousands of people who are able to answer the questions. And there's a lot of experience with a lot of diseases and states of mind and, and, and power and, and performance. It's all there. Excellent, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, dude. Live is excellent. All right. Where are you right headed on. to now? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, the, the summit of the sea... Yeah, Summit at Sea. Oh, Summit at Sea. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. doing that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I know all those guys. That'll be fun. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to meet them now after this. Oh, uh, Elliot? Are you meeting Elliot? Yeah, possibly. Okay, possibly. say hi to him for me. I, I will. Know all those guys, yeah. I will, Very I will. Cool. So afterwards, I go to Australia uh -huh. and uh, be with the Aborigines. Do you do you do it, man. We'll have a good time. Yeah, right, right on. on. Peace. Thanks. Let's. So that should make you think, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm just amazed by whim. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please do not forget to check out the show notes. I got tons of links and resources to take your edification and infotainment about whim, his methods, the science behind it to the next level. Uh, I would highly suggest checking out the Vice documentary that Wim did. I think it's about 22 minutes long. It's just fantastic. That is definitely a must watch. And of course, the link to that is in my show notes for this episode. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, go ahead and do that, youtube.com forward slash Rich Roll. Uh, I'm ramping up the video side of what I'm doing. I know it's been kind of haphazard and sporadic, but I really am intent on locking down some kind of system so I can be more consistent with it. But I just put up a new video. It's really short. Uh, it's about meditating in Venice. It's really fun. So go to my channel, check that out. Uh, also, for all your plant-powered uh, sweet swag and merch, go to richroll.com. I got signed copies of Finding Ultra and the Plant Power Way. We got cool plant power t-shirts. We got tech tees. We got stickers. We got all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, big shout out to Jason Camiolo for all his masterful work 
on audio engineering and production of the show. Sean Patterson for all the graphics that he does, which are amazing. Chris Swan, uh, he compiles, helps me compile all the show notes. He creates the Instagram uh, little thingies that I post, all the images, all that kind of good stuff. Chris puts a lot of work into helping me craft this. So thank you, Chris. And uh, again, the music by Hari Mathis. Thanks for all the support, you guys. I love you. Final thought. One of the things I always say is that we're all sitting on mountains of untapped potential. And if Wim's story stands for anything, he demonstrates that the event horizon for what we can do, what we're capable of, is so much more than we were taught or what we believe about ourselves. So this week, let's meditate on that. Think about the millions of times a day we unnecessarily limit ourselves due to deeply ingrained beliefs we never call into question. Pick one of those beliefs and actually put it to the test. You might be surprised by what you learn. And I'll see you guys back here soon. Peace. Plants. Thank you.